Hello and welcome to this week's edition of The Time and Place, the gospel conversation show where we discuss faith on the fringes and do our best to apply God's word to God's world. I'm Solomon and this is Julian. Yep. And today we're going to talk about Sola Fide. But first, Julian, what the heck is going on in the world today? Uh, we're all getting nuked, apparently. That's <laughs> what I learned this week. Mm. <laughs> so Man. President Biden decided to talk about the Second Amendment and, uh, you know, ending gun violence. And he made some yeah. weird statements. Uh, one weird statement was that the Second Amendment had all these extra clauses that banned people from owning cannons and stuff during the Revolutionary time, which I've never heard that before. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's history, apparently. But also, he made an important point that... Well, uh, you should you know. know. Those are, those are right. the notes he took while he was... <laughs> while he, while was, he there. was there. Yeah, he scribbled those like on his paper. He was a page for Washington <laughs> when they were putting that together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At a young 40. <laughs> yeah, when he started his political career. <laughs> but then he makes this point that, you know, there's some people who think that the Second Amendment is meant to protect us from the government and, and a tyrannical ruler. And yeah. he said, if you think that's going to happen, you're going to need something more like F-15s or nukes. Yeah. Essentially saying, like, if you think we're going to overthrow us, we're just obliterate you. Mm. Well, I mean, where's the lie? Right. You know. That's, I it's mean, like, that is true. It's like, we don't like that, but it's like, hmm. Yeah. If, if, if I wanted to overtake the government, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if any, well, person, you put on your Buffalo helmet and you storm and, the and Capitol. You, well, you, and you, and you stroll into the Capitol. <laughs> He's walking. While cops open the door for you. <laughs> and, and corral you and invite you. Apparently. And corral you and follow you in strolling behind you also into <laughs> the Capitol. And yeah. So, yeah, that was the thing too. It's kind of like, it's kind of talking out of both sides of his mouth, or like people who say stuff like that. Because at the same time, they'll say, you know, you need nukes and right. F-15s to to take over the government, you know, or you know, to to stop us, whatever, or to overthrow the government or whatever. You know, what they call it January sixth an insurrection, right? And it's a bunch of dopes with flags <laughs> walk into the capital and they're like look at this domestic terrorism of the highest caliber this is the worst thing since 9 11 it's an attack they're overthrowing the government they would say wait a second i thought you said we need nukes in f-15s if it's uh, which is it is it just is it yeah right is, is january 6th overthrowing the government and we're attacking america is shaking because of that day <laughs> or do are you gonna nuke us I and mean, we have stand no chance because i mean it, which is it? you can't have both ways <laughs> so the January 6th thing is funny too because I, I know a guy who was in the military uh, and he was over there for the whole you know for everything he was already, he was stationed over there to drive the president around and watch that ends up getting COVID so doesn't actually get to do any of that he's just quarantined the whole time but so you know he's chilling in a hotel just kind of hanging out and while that's happening people here are texting him like what's going on over there is it crazy and he doesn't know anything's going on so he's like well, I don't know let me go look and he looks out the window and like nothing's happening it's already over like it's it's been reported as this like drawn out all day, but he's like I I don't see anyone. Yeah, I remember watching it in, in the January sixth and just seeing them like climb the thing. I was like, what yeah. are they doing? Where are they? And and yeah, and then just them like like literally the video is a lot of them. It's that like, Buffalo guy, whatever, like strolls in and there's a security yeah. cop behind him, walking slowly behind him, uh, you know, casual, nothing, and then it escalates and then it gets crazy and then it's like that first they stroll in and then. It, I don't know. It just gets crazy. And then there was this one video of this security guard. Looks like Jack Black. It's like <laughs> fighting people off with a you know with a stick and everything. It's really funny. 
But yeah, I don't know. It, it's crazy, man. Like whether we like it or not, I mean that kind of is true. Like you, yeah, can't, no, who, it is. Who, who do you think could take or like overthrow the government? What citizen, right? Or group, or group, or business, or somebody? Do you think? Who, who do you think could could overthrow the government? Like could start a coup and like get Man. people together. Maybe like military like that, contractors, how, how like Halliburton or something, you know, like some kind of like we, yeah. we deal in weapons and arms. They could do it, but. But how would that like the Koch brothers or something like. Yeah. I, put together something. Do you, uh, yeah. And, you just your contacts, you'd reach in and be like, OK, who else doesn't like this place? And you, you need useful idiots to like be the cannon fodder for that kind of thing. You can arm them and you can do all that, but you need somebody that's going to because they're not taking bullets. Nobody with money is going to be out there like, I'm driving the tank. I think some Navy SEALs could probably do something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Jocko. I think Jocko could probably – if he got <laughs> – if he turned – if he turned uh, – He was Manchurian candidate. Well, yeah. If he, if he like – or if, if America got so bad that he's mm-hmm. just like, you know what? Uh, uh, we're, we're going communist. Good. That means you can uh, – <laughs> <laughs> overthrow it and i bet he could get people you gotta have popularity and you gotta have yeah. like that leadership but he doesn't have resources too that's the problem that's the thing. yeah maybe that's like, right maybe like jeff bezos or something i mean how much money do you have like how much money do these things cost like a like to get I mean, a few wars cost you know like, who are you getting them from too like where's bezos has him like offshore somewhere just waiting for the oh for you the know order. what happens you know what happens bezos or somebody Mark Zuckerberg, one of these billionaires, starts infl- starts changing the narrative and gets yeah. get, starts getting people riled up through social right. media, and then Jack Dorsey or something. And then what you do is you fund Mexico or something, mm. and then have them attack. Right, right. Because then it just looks like something's happening with the, you know they're getting a lot of tanks and jets and stuff, whatever. And then and then they attack or something, or then they like, you know. So like China now, basically. Yeah, but just not close enough or something. It's like it's gotta yeah, be it's gotta true. be subtle enough. And you have to and and the good thing about that is like you'll be called racist if you defend yourself against them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you defend yourself against the cartel. <laughs> Man, yeah. the cartel's a scary one because there's uh his name's Ed Calderon. He's like a reporter over there. He used to be in the Marines in Mexico, and now he's a reporter and he also does like uh, self-defense training and stuff how to if you're ever kidnapped this is how you survive the situation you know don't mm. don't die yeah. uh, he, he was talking about how cartel business has already moved into america as far as like growing and production not even just like distribution but how drugs. yeah how like in one of the things they do is use public land so like parks and stuff they'll just have huge crops growing out there and how a lot of them will send their wives over here to have their kids so that their kids a u.s citizen but also is a cartel asset so like they're making moves like that heck yeah man that's crazy you ever see sicario no i haven't oh dude you gotta see sicario benicio del toro and uh oh man it's so freaking good josh brolin emily blunt it's like honest it's it's like it's it's this guy forget his name he did sicario and he did a movie called Wind River and Hell or High Water. Um, th- and those are all kind of like, uh, they're really freaking good, dude. He's like, 
it's an honest look at that kind of stuff of like what's really going on in the problems and just like mm -hmm. the only solution is just take these dudes out you know right. like and man the, those three movies are really freaking good i think they're tied or like they're all in the same universe or something mm -hmm. but um those are really good movies dude uh, hell or high water uh sicario and um wind river they're they're all really really good um it kind of like a Coen Brothers vibe, kind of, right, or right. like Cormac McCarthy kind of thing, mm. Western noir thing, but uh, really freaking good. Those are good. Um, we had this uh, this conversation at church the other day, speaking of like, you know, what needs to be done. One of the guys asked me if, if I thought, and it's an interesting question the way he framed it, like war is a consequence of sin, right? It's a, it's a thing we have to deal with because of sin. There's always going to be people that are going to be aggressive. We have to have defense against that. There's going to be war. Right. Do we think that there are people and not like in general, but like specific people who are born gifted at war, even if it's a not necessarily good thing? You're like David? Yeah, exactly. Like that kind yeah. of thing. But like now in New Covenant times. I mean, we still got David's. I mean, we're still, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of like what God told David, right? Like you're a man of like a, a right. blood and like war. Like you're, you're not going to build my temple, but Solomon will. Like, so that's I think so. Intense thing for God to tell you. <laughs> I know. Too much blood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think people are just skilled in different things. And I think, I think, it's a psychology thing too. And that's just as much of a skill or just kind of a, mm -hmm. a disposition that you have, uh, you, you, you can disassociate better or something. Right. Um, right. Not as, uh, you know, like emotive or something or, I don't know. Right. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, but again, it's like anything, it's how you direct that energy. It's how you direct that, those skills, you know, you can use your, you know, no, normal skills for anything for good or bad. And, you know, we're naturally inclined to, towards the bad, I think, but right. at God's grace, we can, you know, channel that into something productive, something good. Yeah, for sure. But that's the weird thing about guns is people who are anti-gun are anti-crime, like gun crime, right? But they don't believe in evil, so they have to go after the material thing. Like when you when you say there is no immaterial, there is only the material. Well, then everything gets boiled down to that. Even a mass shooting or a murder or a gun crime or anything like that. So in that case, it's not the evil in people's hearts that is driving them to murder in one of the most efficient ways to do it. Right. It's the it's the thing, right? It's mm -hmm. not like it's like racism. You can't you know take down the statue and the Confederate flag because it's the material thing. Right, 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 because they don't believe in the immaterial of like the evil in someone's heart of racism. Right. So it has to be boiled down to the thing. And so just take away the symbols and the signs and the statue and the flag and the material, the gun. Take away the gun and you'll take away the evil because there is no evil. There's just guns. Right. And, you know, and so then, okay, that's the thing. It, 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 they're so limited to the tool mm -hmm. instead right. of getting to the heart of the problem. So... Yeah, Einstein had the quote, I think, about how he didn't know what weapons World War Three would be fought with, but he knew World War Four would be fought with sticks and stones again. Because <laughs> like whatever we were gonna make was gonna annihilate us, but we're still gonna find a way to have a war that just doesn't go away. Yeah. Hey, the video is not playing on on Facebook. 
I just shared it. Well, it says sorry we're having trouble playing this video. I'm trying to share it, but I went to it and it's like a blank. Yeah, I got a live over here. Let me see. I'm pulling up the stream. Unless I'm looking at something different. Let's see. I've got it on this side. Oh, it does say that. Let me see. I don't know. Anyway. Um, oh, it's live on YouTube. That's... So we're good on that. Okay. Well, that's funny. Um, yeah, take away the guns. You can't, you can't overthrow the government. You can't. I mean, right. whether that's good or bad, the government is that power. Right. So what are you going to do? I mean, at this point, we are at the mercy. And that's why if, if, if something does change, it will change. What's to stop it? The Constitution? Oh, who gives a crap about that? Like, we're going right, to yeah. change this law. We're going to do this thing. Like, the voter, the voter, uh, the voting law change and stuff. Right, and yeah. like all these different things. It's like, we're just going to do mail-in ballots from now. It's like, wait a second. Yeah. Like, why? Because we want to. Right. And we're the government. You can't stop us. And, it, you know, it's like, oh, geez. Like, but what, but literally, what is stopping them? Like, what's stopping some us from becoming China or any other country? It should be the Constitution, but if you don't right. care about it, if you don't let the right. Constitution stop you, then that's it. And and it really is that thing of like, well, there is no right and wrong. And this is this is a, a conversation I got into with a I, I went to my went to Wichita Falls this last weekend, and for a family reunion, we had the white family reunion on Juneteenth. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little awkward. But um, while I was there, I got into a conversation with somebody. It was a really good conversation. This person is uh, in a crisis of faith and, mm -hmm. you know, grew up in the church, the whole thing. But it's just kind of, you know, life and circumstances and things are just like, I just can't believe it. I don't know. Right. It's run into that, like, theodicy of, um, you know, what bad things and, you know, bad things happen to good people. And, you know, but in the conversation, I, I see a lot. Uh, I was hearing a lot of, like, self-help and self-motivational kind of thing. Mm. It's kind of like Matthew McConaughey kind of Christianity of like, right, right, right. Take the practical good thing. I don't, you know, that conversation rogue is like, I don't know what to do with a burning bush, but right. I do know what to do with <laughs> with love thy neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. And so I was talking to this person, and it was a good conversation, but basically it was God is for His glory. Right? right. I was telling him, you know, well, why this? Why that? What you know? Because he brought up like, why Abraham has slaves? It's like, and mm. well, there right. you go. They, it, it, but but that's like as far as people's thinking goes. It's like, well, I, I believe the Bible. Oh, the Bible condones slavery. Right. Okay, and oh, 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 well, there you go. It's evil, <laughs> and it's like, okay, but and this is something I'm noticing with people is just a complete lack, or or you can't think things through. You stop at the word slavery. Mm. You stop at the word, you know. Uh, uh, anything of a commandment or like for you, you stop at these things and you don't think them through. And it's like, hang on, let's just think it through from your worldview. Or mm -hmm. like when we're talking about these things, it's a clash of worldviews. And so right. we have these worldviews and we got to compare them and see which one's consistent. Right. And mm -hmm. no one is ever willing to do that because we take it right. for granted that we take it for granted that we mean the words love and hate mm. and slave and wrath and justice. And we know what these things mean. And we don't. Right. We don't all agree on what these things mean. And so ultimately, you know, he was saying uh, the Bible, Abraham has slaves. How, how do you explain that? What, what do you do with that? And he says, okay, 
so what do I do? He's like, well, that's wrong. He's like, okay, wrong by what standard? Right. And then again, in that, that less like that question, like, like by what standard God's a narcissist, God's a bully. Oh, this, oh, that, uh, you're a hypocrite. Oh, is it, it by what standard? But this is wrong. The Bible talks about this and that's just wrong. That's evil by what standard. And they have nothing to say. I mean, it just completely stops them because what this person said was by my standard. <laughs> and I said, well, who are you? You're right. What difference does that make? Who cares? And it's like, I'm, it's like baffling. They don't even think, they don't even think what this means. Like I'm me. And it's like, okay, what are you? You're a human being. <laughs> you're, you're so-and-so this person. What, what are you? You're a human being. Yeah. Okay. What is a human being? And it was like, you're getting stupid. This is dumb. You're, you're, you're just, you're, and mm. just like, they want to just wave it off. And it's like, right, right. That should be a simple question, right? Right. You said God's a narcissist. I said, by what standard? You say my standard. And I say, who are you? You say, I'm me. And I say, what's, what are you? What's a human being? Right. Oh, this is stupid. It's like, okay. And then he asked me, well, okay, what do you say a human being is? And I say, creating the image of God from the dust. God breathed life into us in Adam and Eve. And that's, we're, you know, creating the image of God and in that even a certain amount of dignity and respect. And yeah, that's why. You know, that's what I right. believe human beings are. And, and I said, do, is that what you believe? No. Okay. Then this is where the conversation is because mm. it's like, oh, this is stupid. You're being dumb. You're, you're just, you're just whatever. It's like, well, I don't know. We disagree on what a human being is. So that sounds like where the conversation is happening. Right. I mean, we're not, okay. This is a chair. That's a table. We agree on those. Let's, but, but other people wouldn't, you know, and not everybody agrees with all these terms. So we got to define the terms and even what we're talking about here because you're casting judgment. Mm. on god right well, who are you who do you think you are evolved molecules you know what i mean i mean really that's what a lot of people would say it's like well, okay then why should anyone care about your judgment of that god's a narcissist or that right. he lets bad things happen to good people what's good what's bad what are people no 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 don't think don't think don't think we all know <laughs> you know there's this like given of like you know right, right. come on you know it's like, you're right, I know, according to my worldview, but we're right. talking about, we're comparing worldviews. Mm. So my worldview says human being is this, and I have a judgment, and I have an opinion, and I have, okay, that, what does your worldview say? Mm. Well, first, and then ultimately, with this person, it was, I don't know, I don't have to have all the answers. You right. think I you don't know have everything. to. Right. Oh. But you're casting judgment. <laughs> okay, because so now here's how the his argumentation went. God's a narcissist, just like Donald Trump. It's bad. And this is the thing, too. He kept saying, what if you were God? What would you do? Would you let people go to hell? What would you do? I'm like, me? Again, who am I? What right. am I? If I'm ca casting myself as God, I got to, okay, let's think this through. And they don't want to. It's just, no, you're you. Right. You're a good guy. You're, you're a good person. You, you, you know what's right and wrong. What would you do? You know what I mean? It's like, well, I know right. what I've done. I know my sin. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm not if that I'm, good. If all of a sudden I'm God, I'm screwing everything up. Right. I can't even, you know, I'm looking at my own track record of just me, let alone the universe. It's like a Greek and tragedy. I'm screwing it up. Yeah. So I would fail miserably. They're like, no, mm. you wouldn't. You know. And it's like, come on. What are we talking about here? You think you can be God. And that's the root of all sin is right. wanting to replace God with yourself. With yourself. And so, right. and that's exactly what was going on. And then, you know, you say, what if you were God? What if you were God? And then it's like, okay, so can you, uh, should you live for your own glory? Should you live for your own praise and glory and, and 
self, uh, you know, and, and I said, no. And it's like, well, how come God can't? Like, so it's wrong when you do it or Donald Trump does it, but it's okay if God does it. And it's like, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, if you don't understand that, I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, we're, you're just not right, thinking. Right. If you don't understand that God is God and you're not, that is really, and it was just baffling to this person of like, I can't, I can't fathom, but it's like, we understand mm. a cop can, a cop can do things that you can't, right? Right. Like the owner of your company can do things that you can't, right? Like he put the investment in, he started the business, you didn't, you don't have a, a billion dollars sunk into this or whatever. You don't, you're not responsible for nearly as much as the owner of the company, whatever. He can do things and make decisions and that you can't, you're right. on different levels. And if you don't understand that basic under like, thing about us and god i mean i don't know what to tell you like that's just it like right that's ground floor that's that's ground floor that's common sense of anything and you know yeah it was just it was just crazy but the whole thing of just like oh come on you're being stupid you're we know what a human being is like no we don't we disagree on what a human being is so let's talk about that and it was just no unwilling it's like no 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 god 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 seeks his own glory he's a narcissist that's bad i can't serve i don't want to serve a god like that it's like you're just not thinking, you're feeling, and that's and, and that's what so many people do is they don't want to think things through. And it's amazing that that we're called the emotional ones. We're called the, right. the irrational, <laughs> right? It's like you can't even think. You don't even want to think these things through because you don't even know what you are. So basically, his argument was, God's a narcissist, seeks his own glory. That's bad. Um, and then I say, by what standard are you making that judgment? It says by my standard. I say, who are you? He says, I mean, I'm me. I'm a human being. What's a human being? I don't know. Okay, then why should anyone give two craps about your judgment of God or me or anyone or society or anything? Right. And you don't even know who you are. And you want to talk about and want to talk about slavery? Say, okay, slavery. Talk about thousands of years ago in ancient Israel. Is that is that wrong? Is do you now do you believe in absolute wrong? No, Mm. it was right back then. And it's that conversation you had with Aaron Ra. About like, right, right. did black people have the right to be free before white people gave it to them? Right. He yes. said no. Right. Yeah. Just split up. Okay. This is insane. You're talking <laughs> about a, a, rel- a relative morality. Anybody who looks at the Bible and, and casts judgment on it is using, you believe more morality is relative. It was right. If you look at that time and place uh, in uh, society and in, in history, and think morality is relative, it was okay, now it's not, then you don't have a judgment to make against Abraham having slaves. Right, you just or anyone. If, if your morality is relative, you can't make a judgment. It, it's, it's not consistent because you don't believe in absolute morality. Mm-hmm. This is always, all the time, anywhere right. wrong. You don't believe that. Okay, then who cares about your judgment of Abraham having slaves? It was right. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just say it was right. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it's nuts. And so, but but that's the inconsistency of the of the pagan mind, right? You know, it's just it's so crazy. I've been uh, for like five years. I've been trying to read through uh, Soren Kierkegaard's book, uh, Fear and Trembling. Yeah. And it's it's a really interesting book because he's talking about like it's meditations basically on like Abraham and the story of sacrificing Isaac and you know what does that look like? Why would you do that? What kind of faith is that to have? But in the introduction, he writes this this kind of diatribe about philosophy as a practice and how in, in his time, he saw a problem, problem in philosophy in that the new generation of philosophers 
want to pick up where the old left off without doing any of the work to get there. So his example was that Descartes spent his entire life coming up with his idea of, I think therefore I am like, that's his whole life put into that. And everybody else says good enough, grabs it and then runs forward with it without understanding why or how, or, you know, any of the work that he did. And it's, it's that right. Like, you know, the, the, the Bible, the Christian worldview has given us all of these things like ending slavery or uh, quality of life or human rights, or, you know, endowed from your creator. And we're just taking that and saying, yeah, slavery is bad, but we haven't talked about the why. We just right. like, well, we just know it, it is. It just is. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. What's a human? What's right. Is, is, <laughs> is, is life as a, is, is life as a slave to the Israelites better than eternity in hell? Mm-hmm. Maybe. So is it by God's grace that they weren't slaughtered and they weren't and, and put in hell right now? Right. They can have in the, like when you, it is this un, ingratitude again, the root of sin is ingratitude and mm. wanting to replace yourself with God with yourself. And so right. you don't understand every breath you take, like literally is a gift and is by God's mm. grace that you're taking it. And he doesn't owe it to anybody, but we have this entitlement right. that God owes yes. me tomorrow. And, right. and he doesn't like it, he's the creator. We are the creative thing. And, and, and that, that goes to uh, misunderstanding this. And this can get us into a good segue into the topic tonight of in, in the Christian community, not understanding who people are and who God is and understanding the differences between those is like, well, I do this. And so I'm creating the image of God. So God must do this. Mm. You know, I don't want to force my son to love me and I'm creating the image of God. So that means God wouldn't force me to love him. Even though right. it's a commandment, even though it's a command. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, would you command your son to love you? No, I'd want him to love freely. Otherwise, otherwise it's not real love. Well, God commands us to love him. So, I don't know what you do with that. It's not a suggestion. It's not a, I hope you love me. It's, you know, right. Lord, your God with all your heart. So like, right. that's a command. That's not a suggestion or a hope. That's what we're commanded to do. <laughs> Which and funny so, enough, so is honor your father and mother. Like it's also a command. It's yeah. not, it's not optional. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like, so yeah, it, it's not. Yeah. It's that, it, but we take these, we want to put cascade in our image. I was saying like, mm-hmm. well, I'm this way. I'm I kind of I'm kind of this is how I reason. This is how, what right. makes sense to me or what humanity collectively together through philosophy and theology and all these things right, right. have understood to be a good way to live and productive and good. So that's what must God be. So like what's the God is the ultimate good. And then mm. we don't we don't explain like okay, well what does that word mean? Right. Where, where do we get the word good? We just mm. take again like I said take it for granted right. and just say like oh no, no no don't worry about that. He's just good. We know like, we all know what good is, okay? Right. Yeah. And it's like, come on, we, we got to think this through. Got to follow these through lines all right. the way to what they're connected to. And you'll see usually they're not connected to anything at the end of it. <laughs> well, because we start here and try to reason up yeah, instead of starting here and, and trying to reason down. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. But yeah, speaking of which, uh, in one of those uh, misunderstood doctrines is the doctrine, the, the uh, sola fide doctrine of faith alone mm. uh the doctrine of justification by faith alone and that's right. what it really is is justification how are we justified right we're, we're sinners in need of a savior and, and, and then we're justified well how does that happen what you know do i do i do enough good works or do i believe the right thing or what and yeah so when you think sola fide when someone says faith alone or or something like that or just have faith or faith in god and that's how we're saved and what, what do you what do you think of kind of what what gets the wheels turning when that conversation starts? Mm. 
the, it's the idea of faith, just that idea of like, well, we're saved by faith alone. It, it almost is like, well, what is that? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean by faith alone? No strings, no anything attached, just mm-hmm. faith. Like, what, what do you mean faith? Like, do I, so, someone posed this question and I've been hoping to respond to it, but I haven't gotten to yet. And I guess it's the difference between confidence and faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody was asking about the story where, or the, the example Jesus gives where, you know, he'll say on that day, many will say, did we not cast out demons in your name and perform miracles in your name? And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. And they're saying they had confidence that Christ would accept them. And so I've been messing with that through line of like, okay, what's the difference between confidence and faith? And I, I think I, I, I know where I landed on it, but I'm curious what you think about it. I mean, confidence, like just etymologically, is etymologically. <laughs> no, etymologically, you're right. The word. The, et- the etymology of a word. Uh, <laughs> confide, with faith. Right, right with faith. Con queso, like with cheese. Like, <laughs> faith compoil, is like cheese, is what we're saying. Con pollo, right? With <laughs> con, yeah, with fide. With 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 faith, right? And uh, so, are you talking about like the the? I have reason to believe this is true, right? Because according to them, their signs, their their work, reason gave them the reason to believe that they would be accepted, right? Like we did these things, therefore, we must be accepted. I mean, in the sense that that living faith produce will produce works. I mean, it's like, well, how do I know? Kind of that assurance. It's like, well, if right. you're asking the question, it's probably a good sign that right, right, that you have that faith. You have a living faith. Um, yeah. So like, it's it's is ultimately like, what's at the bottom of it? What's the foundation of it? Is right. it yes. something I've done? In, in something I even even something I've decided, a prayer that I prayed, or a works that I've done, and that gets me in, uh, or like just. I don't, I don't know why I believe this, but I just do, and it's my worldview, and I'm starting here, and it, by it, I see everything else. It's the thing that makes mm-hmm. everything else intelligible. Right. right. So I think that's a real faith as a presuppositional faith. Right, like, right. This is where I'm starting from, and this is the worldview I have. And But I even think that is a is a gift, right? Like So when right. I think of faith, but just faith my faith, I, I think of Ephesians 2, 8, right? Uh, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So even in this like Ephesians like 2 passage, you, talk, you hear about works, right? Right. And that's why I think it's consistent with James 2 to say faith without mm. works is dead. Right. Right. Because here it is. Like, you know, here, here's the like contrasting verse if you know grace by faith uh not your own doing is it gives a god so like well it's not works but he mentions works right in this so what is he saying is he con- is paul contradicting himself you know and i say no he's he's saying like you know it, it's like what calvin said or, or luther was saying that um we're saved by faith alone but not by faith that is alone mm. right right and it is that idea of like a living faith and there's a living faith and a dead faith and you can have dead faith in muhammad you can have a dead faith in mm. buddha or, or yourself or something right but um it's it, a, a living faith will produce works works can good works consistent with what the bible again everything goes back to the bible uh mm. of what 
good what's just considered good works all right. right and i think that's where i landed on that question because i you know thinking it through i thought okay what what is the problem because they did have works i think the problem is if you ask those people in that story if they were to say well you know you said to them do you think you're saved and they would say well yes and say well how do you know that and they would say well look at what i've done we look at what i can do look at what i have done as opposed to you know are you saved yes why because of christ because yeah. of what he did because of what he's done not not because well i cast out demons how could i not be yeah i mean that's a big one too you know or, or like did you not prophesy you're not prophesying right. prophesy you know, in your name prophesied i've never done that <laughs> you know and i don't ever cast out demons like that's like big time major league right so you tell me those people aren't christians Whoa, you know um yeah i mean that's a that seems like kind of a the charismatic pentecostal route of mm. like well didn't you hear my tongues right didn't you see right, me right. flopping around i must be <laughs> saved and like, well must be something uh <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah so like that that's i don't know like i, I don't think that's a picture of of your faith right um i think the good works you do out of gratitude and an understanding of mm. uh, why you have everything that you don't deserve um that's how i know i'm saved is that because i know my sin right yes and it's the bad news that makes the good news good and i'm very aware i'm very aware of my sin and that i cannot save myself mm. and that i'm a sinner in need of a savior and that christ is the, on, the only savior so I was like, okay, well then there's nothing else to believe. Like that's it, right. you know? So, and I think that's what it is. I kind of, we're talking about like, who, who do you think you are? Mm. Right. And, and having a real clear understanding of humanity right. and yourself and being really honest with your sin and counting it as sin and not trying to, uh, uh, validate it or something mm. or, or whatever. Um, and, and just being honest with it and saying you're at a loss. You are at a loss. You need a savior. And that's it. And that's a saved person. Hmm. It's hard to have that conversation with yourself, though, that real understanding of who you actually are. Yeah. Especially in this culture of like self love right. and stuff of like, no, 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 don't listen to those voices. Don't listen to those voices. Hmm. Those, you know, those, they're just they're telling you no. Those, those are negative. That's, that's bad. You know, and it's like, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. I can't lie to myself. Like, but I mean, you, you know. can. You can lie to yourself. That's the yeah. that's the thing. You can. It's it's the uh, you know the other story he told about the tax collector and the the uh, Pharisee. You go to the temple to pray, and the one is like, "Thank you that I'm not a sinner," mm -hmm. and the other is, "Have mercy on me because I'm a sinner." <laughs> yeah, it's like, who do you think you are? Mm. What do you think you are? I mean, that's a that that that's a huge question of like of for the church and for Christians mm -hmm. to ask themselves is that like, just because even in the church, we can get this like synergistic thing of like, well, I chose right. Right. And I figured this out, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. By God's grace. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> you know, I remember I, I chose, I, well, I remember when it clicked. I remember when I finally got it, I finally mm -hmm. understood it was, and it was this thing. And you say that to somebody, they're like, no, it's like, <laughs> dang, <laughs> You gotta, you just gotta hear that right sermon, or you just gotta hear that right song, or you gotta, right. you know, whatever it is, and then you'll come around, and then you'll, you'll figure it out. You know, what, what do you think? Because it's, you know, to me and you, and, and millions of other people, 
that idea of like, no, this isn't from you. You didn't choose better. You just, you were gifted this seems so plain. Like upon reading, it just is obvious, you know? Yeah. What, what do you think it is that keeps it from just being plain and obvious to people that they want to say like, well, yes, Christ saved, but I chose. I think part of it is we've got to keep people in line. Mm. If you tell them that it, nothing they do matters, they might not do anything, mm. you know? And, and so we got to tell, we got to have this idea of like, well, yeah, it does matter. You know, it, and I, and I think it does, but not in winning your salvation or earning right. your salvation. Right. And that's where those ideas creep in of like, because everything else works that way. Again, mm. we want to cast God in our image. Well, right. I work hard. I make a wage mm. and I, you know, if you don't work, you, you don't eat. We have that understanding and that's a, and that is a right understanding for humans. Right. But for God who has free will to choose and his ultimate sovereignty and, and purposes for everything, you know, that's, we're incapable of it. If we were capable of it, yes. If I'm capable of working, yes, I mm. need to work and, and, you know, don't work, I don't eat. Right. But if I'm dead, what can I do? Nothing. Like, if you're alive, mm. then you have responsibility to do good works. And that's a Christian. Right, right, we're, right. We're regenerated. We're brought to life. And again, it's that idea of like, uh, well, we're just kind of sick or we're, we're alive in spirit. Well, you're dead in spirit. That's the Ephesians mm. 2 also. Like you're dead in your sins and trespasses, you know, and you, you, you're alive in body. So you can do, you can serve the flesh. And, and we do have a free will according to our nature, right? Right. So like I can't be in two places at the same time, right? Mm. Human being. I can't fly without an airplane. I can't, you know, there's a lot of things I can't do according to my human nature, right? That's just what humans are. We can't be in two places at the same time. We can't fly. We can't read each other's thoughts. We can't whatever. So my, what I want to do is limited, Right. By right. my nature. Well, that's the same thing with the spirit. If you're dead in spirit, that's your nature. We're born with a sin nature. Okay. You have free will according to that sin nature. So you're going to act according to that nature. Just like you can't be in two places at once in the flesh, in the body. You can't please God when you're dead in spirit. So you need to be made alive. And the, the amount of life that's brought is in direct contrast to how dead you are. Right. And so right. if you diminish how dead you are, you're diminishing the life that Christ brings. Mm. So we were uh, at church this week. We we're, were going through Revelation. And one of the uh, we got we're in finished 20, uh, you know, where Satan's released and he gets his army together to make one last stand against God. And one of the one of the church members asked, like, doesn't he understand that he can't win. Like, why is it, you've just been bound for a thousand years. You've been released and you're going to get an army together. Like, I think I can take one more crack at it. And, you know, they were asking like, why doesn't he get it? And I was like, well, do we ever get it? Like, we never yeah. have a moment where we're like, I know, you know, I mean, this isn't working. We're, we're the opposite. We're like, well, I know the sin hasn't been working out, but I think this time I found the angle. I, I figured out what I've been doing wrong before. I can make this one work. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of sin, you know, it's it, it's our it's our official theology versus our functional theology, mm. right? Officially, right. we understand, you know, it, it's God. I, I know what to do to be holy. I've read it. Right. I know to follow God. I know what that means. I've heard a whole sermon series on this, and you know, do it. But I still do this, right? And I think the lie that we that we fall into again, it's that autonomy and that sovereignty of wanting to replace God with ourselves, attributing more power to ourselves. Than mm. we ought, than we ought to, 
right? Right. And, and that leads, like, when we when we, we attribute more power to ourselves than we ought to, that leads to the thought, I can handle it. Mm. And that is the is the tiptoe into the door of sin for a lot of sin. Right. It's like, well, I, I, I know, but I can handle it. Or like, I can, right, I know, I know, these these guys, these people, you know, th- this party, this, but right. I know, but but I, I've grown, I've learned, I'm matured, I can mm. handle it, right? And it's right. like, you're kidding yourself, and then you fall. <laughs> you're attributing more power and self-control and more power and more things to yourself than you ought to. When you, under, mm. you, have, you understand that you're a sheep and you mm. are going to follow things. And just, and again, being honest with yourself about who you are, what you are, and what you're capable of um and just just keeping your guard up and just leaning on god's strength leaning on your own strength that rather than god's right right and in in his his understanding his ways as far as what the bible says about certain things and what you think you can handle as, mm. and then and then you fall into sin and you're right do, back there do you think that's partially partially maybe part of it is wanting to see results right like if if I talk to someone and, and I'm like, hey, what do I need to do to stop? You know, my I have problems with lust. What should I do? And you know, maybe they give me a list. Like, okay, download this program. Uh, keep your computer in the living room. Uh, don't you know all of these things to to control the behavior, but not the issue. Whereas right. it's like, well, have you been reading your Bible? Have you been praying? That just sounds like, well, what is that going to do? That what does that actually do? What's the practical steps? I don't need platitudes. I need instructions. Yeah, but those people are never reading their Bible or praying. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, and it's like we want to see this like one-to-one yes. thing, right? Yes. And, and and some of those are a little clearer than others. But it's like that's, you know, how, how do I help this tree? Well, what are the roots like? Well, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm looking at the leaves. Like, yeah, but, I mean, you've got to get into that soil. What's it planted in? What's mm. it rooted in? And that's going to show, that's going to show a lot of results of what you get on the outside. Mm. Um, and so, but, but again, we don't see the roots. We don't see on there. I don't, I can't get a good like visual of it. And so we don't, we don't address those issues. But mm. again, it's that ingratitude. It's like, what can my gratefulness in my, my heart of ingratitude, if I, if I cultivate a heart of gratitude, what can that do for my lust problem? You know? We don't, we don't see that as a gratefulness. What does that mean? That doesn't, right. I, I'm, I'm doing this. It's just, just give it to my computer, you know? And it's like, yeah, but that ingratitude is still there. Right. That ungratefulness is still there. Yeah. That want, that you wanting to replace God with yourself is still there. So, I mean, so that's it. You've not addressed the problem. You put a Band-Aid on it. You right, know? right. And so you're not, you're not getting to the root of it. Mm. Um, so that's, yeah, so results you're going to see those results if you start addressing the actual root problems, mm. not just the symptoms. I think especially with something like porn, that's a symptom right. of right. a deeper right. issue. Yes. Right. And so we, we, we address the symptoms instead of the source of, of the sin, of what's causing your heart to, to lean that way. And again, not reading my Bible. I'm not praying. Mm. I'm not doing any of these things that seem so, okay, yeah, whatever. We all know that. But right, you're not right. doing it. You're not doing it. <laughs> that, I mean, that that's a one-to-one thing. Like, mm. if you know, it's not to say if you start reading your Bible every day, you'll never have a problem with that again. But it right. will start. It will. It'll. It'll help you understand who you are and who mm-hmm. God is, and that heart of gratitude and that you know gratefulness and in, in your understanding of a sinner. And I would say progress, even in a situation like that, would not be oh I haven't looked at it in a month or something. It would be I don't hate myself when I do it. Mm. That's progress, I think, because then you're understanding you didn't lose some holiness about you, mm. some worthiness about you when you broke that law, right? You, you're abiding in grace, right? 
and and again that sounds hypocritical it sounds you know counter to what we're talking about but it, it is a progress to understand uh don't you didn't lose some holiness about you and the fact that you thought you did is a problem right 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 and so but at the same time we don't want you to think like oh it's not a big deal right right yes so the, so then there are the feel bad and right. like just seriously <laughs> stuff. well i but, mean like i'm sure know. you've had a moment where uh you know you're at home trying to do a bible study trying to write a bible study that you got to get done and you're yelling at your kid like can you just shut up for five minutes? I gotta do, or your wife like will you do and then like all right now let me go read the bible <laughs> you got to take a break like well now i don't feel like i can do the bible study yeah and, and, that, and, that, and that's something we have to get over because that's exactly when we need the bible right, right. And, but it's hard because we feel like hypocrites right yes because guess, because guess what you are and it's like right. oh well <laughs> you know if i run to god i'll i'll, I'll feel bad about my sin it's like yeah mm. you should because you're a sinner and but, but that's where you need to go it's where you need to be right? right you know it's like i don't want to go to the hospital they're gonna tell me i'm sick well you are sick <laughs> you are that's, sick right that's where you need to be that that's why mm. you need to be there you know it's just like covering your eyes and oh, just don't you know right. but but you do, feel, you, you do feel hypocritical but you just gotta like man you gotta pray for that you, you gotta get get through that because that's where you need to be and if you don't go to church on Sunday morning after Saturday night, mm. that's that's what Satan wants, and that's a win for him. And don't mm. give him that. And that's hard, man. I've been there. I've been in that place of like, man, these people at church know what I've done, like mm. yesterday, and right. like they're gonna see me singing and praying <laughs> and like leading worship or something or like leading. It's like I can't do that. I'm a mm. hypocrite. I feel horrible and stuff. And it's just like, hey, man, like. That's where you need to be, yeah. you know. Join the club. Yeah, join the club. Like, so guess what? Guess what? So are they, you know, mm -hmm. in, in their own way or whatever. It's like the whole thing. Like, oh, I don't want to go to church. There's too many hypocrites. It's like, oh, it's okay. We have room for one more. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, That's what true. I've had. To, I've had to work through that, but like in the reverse, where you know, I'll, I'll know what somebody did and be like, how dare you be on stage right. talking about with? But then it's and, like, what about you? What did you do well, yesterday? Right. Who do you think you are? And that's right. your problem, not attributing grace that you've been given. Yes. Right. right. And so, I mean, that's, and, and if someone's going to judge you for going to church after sin, <laughs> it kind of sounds like their problem. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and, and that'd be good to question. So what, do, what do you want me to do, man? You want me to just stay home and hate myself? You want me to just not be here? Is that what you want? You know what I mean? Like, is, like seriously, as a Christian brother, is that right. what you don't, you don't want me here? You know what I did last night. You know what happened. You know what's going on. I, you're saying I shouldn't be here? Mm. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't think they say yes to that. You know? Right. And if they it's, do, it's, that's a big problem in their heart, you know? It, yeah, it's like we want the – I want to see you suffer for it a little bit. I want to know that you're sorry. You know, it's like it's yeah. the Catholic thing, right? Like what's the penance? What do I need to do to make up for this thing that I did? Right. And that's the thing too about like the Catholic thing because as we talk about like faith alone and justification, so the, the justification – we're. We are declared righteous, right? Right. So there's, there's a difference between, and and, and this is understandings of, of how we're justified and, and how we're right, how we're righteous in God's eyes. It's there's two there's two words: transformative or forensic. Mm. The righteousness and justification is transformative, or it's forensic when we come to Christ, when we become Christians. Transform transformative means you are righteous, you mm. are pure, right? You've been made righteous and pure and holy and good until you sin and then you lose it right and then you got to do it again and again and again and again so you're in this constant like losing it getting it losing it, getting it whereas 
for a forensic understanding of justification and righteousness is like a legally declared mm. righteous right so like you you're still we're still in this fallen world and we're once we are glorified once we are in heaven once christ has filled everything then we will be transformed right right, right. and we are being transformed over in our sanctification until mm. glory right and right now we're still going to sin. We're still going to fall. And that's why we've been declared righteous in, in, in that, you know, our faith was counted as righteousness, right? Our faith wasn't the righteousness. Our, 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 our faithful decision wasn't the right thing mm. to do. That's why faith isn't a work, right? It's like, well, you chose rightly. You, you had faith and that was a good deed that you did was choose God. But it says our faith was counted as, as righteousness. It wasn't, uh, th that was counted as righteousness, but it wasn't the thing that we did. It, w it wasn't the righteousness. We were counted righteous, right? And so that's why we're declared righteous and declared justified in a legal sense, not in an actual you're not you're without sin now, right? Sense. You know what I mean? And, you know, it it kind of plays itself out in in scripture because you have that Ephesians two eight by grace you have been saved, like you have been saved, mm -hmm. and then you go to uh corinthians first corinthians one and it'll say for those who are uh being saved so it is that like you right. have been saved and you are being saved it's a it's a yes and yeah so you know let's get into the 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 typical from here because what i've always heard what i've been told and what there's books about that you can find anywhere is that paul and james had two different gospels Right, Paul was all about grace, and James was all about works. Mm -hmm. Why is that wrong? <laughs> because James mentions uh, Abraham's faith mm. in James too. So, like, I'm reading this, this really good book, Faith Alone. It's part of this Five Solas series that's uh, kind of reading through. Um, so this is faith alone, and this, uh, this addresses James two. This one section, it's really good. Let me just read it. See if this. I think this is the one. This is a different one too. There's a couple times that he addresses James. So James two fourteen to twenty six has often been raised in opposition to the view of imputation espoused by Protestants. Owen maintains that one must consider the context in which the letter was written. James responds to a wrong understanding of justification but he doesn't correct or explain Paul's meaning as if he is contesting Pauline teaching. Furthermore, Paul and James mean different things by faith. James rejects a dead faith, a faith that the devils have, but mm. affirms the power of a living faith that is dynamic and active. James and Paul are also using the word justify differently, for in James it means that faith is manifested or proved or evidenced. So the justification is before people instead of before God. James doesn't contradict the notion that justification is by faith alone, nor does he stand against the truth that Christ's righteousness is imputed to believers. Right. Mm. So right. context is key. For that's sure. really that, that's really good. I like that about justified before people, not before God. Right. In our in our works. Right. And the, the, with Abraham, that's a particular one that I've always kind of grappled with because there's in Hebrews it elaborates that Abraham believed that God would even raise Isaac from the dead. Like you don't get that in the original story, but in Hebrews, they, they kind of build that out. And I always thought like, why did he think that? Why would he believe that? What gave him any rationale to think like, well, if he dies, God will bring him back. And it was just the faith 
that God would keep the promise that he made to him, despite anything else. Like, he promised, so it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think he had, he had an understanding of God that we have, that we can answer the same thing, where if somebody asks, well, if God told you to kill your son, would you do mm-hmm. it? Right. And the answer to that is, if 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 that if I heard an audible voice saying, "This is God. I want you to kill your son for me." From Scripture, I would know that's not God's voice, because right. that contradicts what who, what I understand of God. Right, right. Contradicts the entire gospel in that no one can die for sin. Like our mm. lives are an insufficient sacrifice. Right. So if, to prove your faith, to prove no, like that. I already know that that is that wouldn't be sufficient, mm. right? If if you right. if our, our sinful human blood, my son's mine, your anybody's sinful blood could do anything to please God. You know, am I satisfied by the blood of goats? Right, like that's what he says. Right, right. So it's like okay, that that's just not who God is. So I would know that that's not God, right? And it's not because right. no one was no human person was sacrificed. For God, right? Right. That that's another. That's another favorite Aaron Ra question. If God told you to kill your son, would you do it? And it's like, what? Epistemologically, why would God tell me to kill my son? Like, where are you getting the idea? Yeah. It's. it's... If God were not God, would you follow him? <laughs> well, that's what you know. No, like, that's that's what that question it, is. That's what that question is. Right. Well, we're if on God TikTok contradict, now. If God, if you were to boy, God uh, gave you a different gospel. One that said blood, human blood can can do anything, whatever, prove faith or do anything. Would you do right. it? Well, no, that's not the gospel. That's not right. God. Right. Not follow that God, that false God for that false gospel. So no. And how do you, how do that's, you know that? That's, that's what you're asking right. when you ask from, that question. How do you know that from the word he already gave us? Right. Because right. he's spoken. <laughs> the, that, we're on TikTok now, so I'm encountering all of these uh, ex-evangelicals and deconstructing and it kind of gets to the heart of this matter of faith versus works too. So a, a guy uh, on there, I forget his, his name, but I interact with him a little bit. He posted a video saying, if Jesus, if Jesus showed up today and said, there's no wrath, there's no need to, to repent. There's no, you were accepted and whole the way you are. A lot of Christians would have a problem with that. And I, I commented that like, yeah, if Jesus showed up and contradicted the Bible, we would all know that's not Jesus. And his response was, well, he did it before, meaning when Jesus showed up, he made the law irrelevant and killed all of that. <laughs> I know. So, so I know. Read the Bible. <laughs> I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, just, I, I mean, Jesus literally said the opposite of that. Right. Like, we're not reading into the, we're not twisting. Like, you really said, not come to abolish the law. Right. To fulfill it. Right. What yes. are you talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you just don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I think that's like a point, or that's like a good like. <laughs> you just haven't read it. The person I talked to also like was talking about like, well, the Bible, you know, in which I was the person I was talking to was like, well, you know, the Bible. It's not. It's not as even as old. It's not the oldest religion. Like, yeah, and it's like, well, so, so who knows? Well, how do how do they get it right? You know, what about the Quran? What about? I was like, well, the Quran came later, and they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, like this long came like, <laughs> like way after a long Christianity. Time like like hundreds of years after Christianity, like, what are you ta- like? They thought I was an idiot, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> y- Jesus is like mentioned in the Quran, like, yeah. uh, what are you talking about? And and it's these people, it's ideas get in people's heads, right? And they just like literally don't know religion 101, 
and they just don't know like what Christians believe or what the Quran teaches or anything. And they get washed up like, oh, it's all old. There's plenty of ancient religions and who knows how, whatever. And like this person didn't even know that like, Islam and, Christ- and the Quran came like hundreds of years after Christianity. Mm. It's like, dude, we, we, you just don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> and I don't know everything I'm talking about, but, right. you know, and I'm, and I'm open to be proven wrong. So let's have some conversations, but I'm not going to comment on something I don't know or at least have read something about. Well, I mean, there is a problem with that, too. Like when you talk about, you know, this guy has a wrong understanding of like Jesus, the relationship to the Old and New Testament. But how many people in the church have that same understanding that probably explained it to him that way? Yeah. is I know. Yeah, it just gets perpetuated, these, these right. misunderstandings. And, and that's why to have an anchor is so important, like scripture, you yeah. know. And it's like, okay, that's why the, the, the final authority or the final rule of faith is it has to be scripture because that doesn't right. change. And this is solid. It's not just going to change with culture and, you know, the times in, in society and whatever, you know. So that's like a, that's one that's more unreliable thing. This this quicksand of mm. relative morality or relative logic and reason that, you know, well, it made sense then, doesn't make sense now. And was right then. Now it's wrong. It's like, well, hang on. So so it's so it's wrong. Okay, let's just wait five minutes and maybe it'll right. be right. Maybe it'll be right. Well, that's I read this week. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, it was on not the B. So it's not satire. It's real. A college put out a list of words that we shouldn't use anymore because they might bother people. And man, trig- woman. Well, no, <laughs> worse than that. Trig- trigger warning now is a word that you can't use because it might trigger people because trigger warnings have to do with shootings. So you can't say that anymore. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dog chasing his own tail it like, really it's is just, it's just like, what are we doing <laughs> it's oh man but just that relativism and it's just it's funny it really is that that that's the system that's like well that's the logical thing you guys are illogical right and they don't even know what they are like no. who <laughs> may, who or what may i say is making that statement mm. a bag of weeds what you know a, a bottle of soda fizzing that's right. what you are in that worldview like it's okay why should i care about what this evolved molecules says is logical mm. or is rational or moral or whatever i mean just like it's insane <laughs> it's just so frustrating to hear pagan thieves mm. steal from the christian worldview and then attack us with it you know what i mean it's right. just like it's like you're a master swordsman or something, or you're or you're an apprentice swordsman <laughs> or something, and then someone just go, comes up and just like grabs one of them off the rack and starts swinging it at you, and it's like, what are you doing? Who do you think, think you are? <laughs> you can't even, yeah. And like, and then all the while saying swords don't exist. Mm. It's like, what are you talking about? You're a mad person. <laughs> well, the problem is too that most of the people in the sword shop haven't been t- paying attention to how to use it. Right. And I think we're, we're, we're too afraid of like confrontation and yes. to hurt someone's feelings. Right. And other people aren't. Yes. You know what I mean, it's yes. like, how come, how, why, why do I have to be the one who watches, you know, what I say when I have the truth? Mm. You know what I mean? Why are the people with truth tiptoeing and like, right. You know, beating around the bush and stuff when, the morons are just like flailing, you know what I mean? Or just like mm. flailing around the liars and the people deceiving even themselves. Right. They don't even know what they are, but they're casting judgment and you can't comment on it because 
that's confrontational. We should be like mm-hmm. good little nice people. And I don't know. It's just, it, it's really weird. I, I think it, it's, it's, it's a, kind of a low expectations too of like, well, they don't know. Well, they, this, or, you know, and, and it is true to an extent, like you're trying to describe, trying to explain color to a blind person mm-hmm. and you can't get too frustrated because right. It's like you're just not gonna see it, man. Like I can't, I can't tell you. Like, well, here is this. You know, fire hydrants are usually. I'm trying to explain red to you, right? And fire hydrants are usually red. So let me here go touch this this fire hydrant. That's red. <laughs> Does it feel but red? Yeah, but it's like, but it's not. That's not what red is. That's what a fire hydrant is. And that's where we get in these mixed up terms that they just can't even understand. Right. You know. It, but they're still saying it like, oh, you know, this is. Fire hydrant. It's like, no, it's red. You know, you're you're, right. you're saying the words, you don't even know what you're talking about. Your worldview can't even account for them. You know. Well, the, the flip side of that too, I think, is what you were talking about earlier. There, there's this idea of trying to rationalize from here up, right? Yeah. So we'll see things like we'll love your neighbor, and we'll be, and then we'll try to define love as like, well, what do I think love is? Love is not offending someone, and love is not causing fights with somebody, and that then we define it that way, and so we think, okay, well, loving your neighbor is letting them carry on in their delusion into hell as opposed to like what is actually loving your neighbor is defined by god right if god is love he's the starting point let's start from there not down here and say well what do i think love is right it's it replacing god with yourself right. right well who gets to decide what love is me okay because i'm god right and that's what it is you know and it's it's like well it's, no you're not and that's but but they think they are and that's all Romans one thing, you know, just exchange the truth for a lie and worship the created thing rather than the creator. Right. Right. And, and they know that there's a God, but in their unrighteousness, they suppress that truth and exchange it for a lie. And well, that's, that's another, you know, that's another phrase that in thinking of like, well, I could never love a God who would send somebody to hell. Like, right. I know you couldn't. That's the problem. You could never love that God. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's in, it's our judgment. It's like, but who are you? What right. are you? You don't know an evolved ape. Mm. Who cares? <laughs> Why should anyone care about what you think or anyone who thinks they're an evolved fish thinks about morality or reason or logic or anything? Like mm. I don't. Uh, you, you just sound absurd when you say I'm stardust and here's what's true. Okay, it's great. Like, good luck <laughs> with that. We're talking about James and like. That, that the idea of faith and like the idea idea of living faith and the dead faith and the faith of devils, you know, right. And um, in this in this section of this book it says, in other words, uh, it says, what do we mean when we speak of a bare faith? By bare faith, I refer to what is often called intellectual assent to mm. a set of statements, doctrines, or beliefs. In other words, merely saying that one believes isn't the same thing as saving faith, as James says in James two fourteen. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but mm-hmm. has no deeds? Can such safe faith save them? Obviously not. Faith without works, a faith without deeds, does not profit us. To put it another way, it doesn't deliver us from God's eschatological wrath. A claiming faith, a saying faith, an assenting faith without any accompanying works is not a saving faith. Devils have bare mm-hmm. faith. You know? Mm, that's and really that, good. And, and that's really that's really like troubling to me. As someone who just reads about this stuff a lot and mm-hmm. very interested in theology and apologetics, and so it's like, am I mentally assented 
Mm. Am I mentally ascending? Do I have an assenting faith? Or do I have like a real faith? And it's like, mm. well, what do my works look like? <sighs> okay. You know, and then, right. but I think the fact that even just asking that question and having that conviction in the heart is a good sign of like, okay. Because I think a lot of Christians have PhDs in this stuff, but they're not helping. They're not loving their neighbor. They're not, right, right. you know, following God and loving him, you know. And so there is that assenting faith. And again, official theology versus functional theology. And I think mm, our function, right, right. it's like an official faith versus a functional faith. Right. Right. And so I think a lot of people have official faith. It's like, well, I know what to say. I said a mm. prayer. I say, I believe this. This is my worldview. But, you know, if people can, people don't know that I'm a Christian and like biblically that I'm a Christian, if they look at the right. Bible and look at me, they don't, mm. those things aren't consistent and they should be. And that, right. that's the kind of fruit that I think a true Christian living faith produces. Mm. And I think about that too, that I think it's left out in the faith versus works debate or weird position that we put those two against each other in is that faith is a gift from God. Works are also a gift from God. Yeah. Right. Like that, that idea from Ephesians, I believe it's, we are his workmanship created to walk in good works, which he's prepared beforehand. Yeah. Uh, we were reading in, in, again, in revelation in revelation 19, it talks about the, uh, the bride of Christ, right? The church coming down adorned in pure white linen uh, and, and that, that she was given. And it says under that, it says the pure white linen is the good deeds of the saints. But that word given is is gifted, right? The, the good works of the saints were gifted to them to wear. That's their, that's their righteousness. That's their purity. The good deeds that were given to them. Yeah. And it's that, and, and it's weird because like we, we are saved by works. And it's like, be holy as your, as your father in heaven is holy. And it's like, right. okay, yes, that's the mandate. That's the mm, requirement. Right, right. Like we are like, what do I have to do to get to heaven? You have right. to follow the law perfectly and yes. be holy and perfect. Okay. That's the standard. And here's the law to show you that all you've broken, you cannot do it. <laughs> and, but Christ has. And so we are saved by works, but not our own. Right. Right. We are saved by Christ works. He fulfilled right. the law perfectly, lived a sinless life that we couldn't live, and then therefore died a death that we couldn't die. Mm. And so he was the sacrifice that we couldn't be because of our sin nature, because we're born in Adam. He wasn't born in Adam. He wasn't right. born in the sin nature, stayed sinless all his human life, and became that sacrifice that we couldn't be. So, and that's and that's the condescending God that we cannot mm. transcend. He must condescend to us. Right. Yes. And make that and make that way for us because he's infinite. We're finite. So there has to be that God man bridge between the finite man and the infinite God that is unique to Christianity. No other religion has that. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, so we are saved by works, just not our own. And I like this part too. You, talk, you quotes Calvin. Um, the best to hear the notion in Calvin's own words, quote, it is therefore faith alone, which justifies. And yet the faith, which justifies is not alone. Just as the heat alone of the sun, which warms the earth, and yet in the sun it is not alone, because it is constantly conjoined with light. So you have the sun and the light and the heat, and so like right. it's all the one thing, but it's all together, and so it's mm -hmm. not alone in right. that sense. Mm. And that's faith with works, you know. Can like a sun without light be sufficient? Well, no, not really. Right. Or, or without with, without heat be sufficient? No. But we have the sun, yeah, but, I mean, it doesn't give heat or light, so, like, what is it, you know? <laughs> and that's not to say it's the heat or light that is the sun. That's what it comes with, right? right. And that's good works with the faith that we have. Um, and then, so it says, in this part, it says, 
Thus, if people did the works of the law, they would be declared righteous. They wouldn't be made righteous. God, as the judge, would declare them to be in the right because they obeyed the law. Paul's, Paul's argument here is that no one is justified by works of the law since all disobey. The word justify here clearly means declare righteous, which indicates that the word is forensic rather than transformative. So that's what I was talking about before. Right. About um, we're not actually made pure. We're declared pure. Right, right. You know, and, and we will be made pure. And that's that's the work of Christ and second coming. And that's um, that's such a hard reality to live in. And again, that's an element of faith. It's just that faith that you've been declared righteous because i think we do have the tendency still to look at our works and be like how how am i declared righteous you know it, it's it's hard to live in that reality of like because god declared you righteous mm -hmm. yeah and so it's yeah it's a forensic versus trend like a actual transformative at least yet you know right. i think yeah. we are being transformed but but we still sin and so that's how we right. understand that of like well i i've, I've been justified and i'm I still sin, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, my favorite movie, Oh Brother, Art Thou, when uh, a guy gets baptized, they're they're they, they escape from prison. They're mm -hmm. criminals, and so and then they see a bunch of people being baptized. They run, runs in the water. It's <laughs> like I've been redeemed. You know, <laughs> nothing can you know can hold me down now. And <laughs> and it's like he, he was thinking like the law is not going to come after him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, there was witnesses seeing us redeemed. <laughs> he's like, we, we said our transgress, we've been washed of our transgression. He's like, yeah, from him, not the law. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think sometimes, I mean, we don't think of it in that way, too, even in being redeemed in the sight of God. I, there is still that need of like, but what do I have to do? Right. Well, then that's what, the one once saved, always saved thing. Right. right? Which is go, which still goes back to, what do I have to do? Is it right? Like that once saved, always right. saved thing yes. is a works based thing. Meaning yes. I've done this one thing, so I don't have mm -hmm. to do all the other things. Right. Right. It doesn't really matter. Once saved, always saved. So I can just say this prayer, punch my golden ticket, right. get my get my fire insurance, and then really not change anything about my life. Mm. But if you if you don't have that desire to change things about your life and follow God then you're not saved. That wasn't right. an actual conversion. And mm. I think that happens so many times. That's why I think so, so many actual conversions happen in discipleship. Mm. And as the person actually grows in their faith, because they'll be at camp or they'll be on a Sunday sermon or they'll have a, an, an emotional religious experience and music playing behind the pastor speaking. And it's just like right. tears. And that's real. You know, I'm, I, I feel bad about things I've done because we all know we've done bad things. We all know there's a God and we've sinned against him. We all know that, and that bubbles up in our image that we bear of God. In in our, we feel bad, and so we have this like em emotional experience, and then say a prayer, and then it's like, cool. Now start meeting with me six a.m. on Fridays. It's like, <laughs> uh, no, and or say they do for like a month, and now you're right. going through John. Now you're going through what just happened here. You did said this prayer on Sunday. Let's actually talk about it on Monday over coffee or whatever, and gets you plugged into this community group, into a discipleship right. group, start reading the Bible. And then you start reading the Bible and it's like, hmm, what's this about slavery? Hmm, what's this about, <laughs> what's this about homosexuality? Hmm, what, what's this about creation? Hmm, what's this about? And it's like, well, you know, I, I don't think so. And you start cherry picking and start chopping up the Bible right. and you're trying to make a gospel of yourself. 
and, or you say, okay, and, and you're right. I mean, I believe this and this, and, and that's when you, in, in discipleship is because it's a package deal. You can't believe in John three sixteen without believing Genesis one. You just can't because we're either sinners or we're not. And sin is a real thing and it's immaterial. And you have to believe that we're not just evolved apes of randomness and mutate. Like those are very different worldviews, very different and like conflicting worldviews. Right. Right. So it's a package deal. And that's something I think Jordan Peterson understands really well. And that's why he's not a Christian yet, because he understands if mm. Christ is real and this is true, that changes everything. It is a package. He, I think he understands this will change my all the whole book I wrote about hierarchies in nature. And that's just what, how things right, are. Right. And, yeah, evolutionary biology, all these things. He's got to change all that. And I think he knows that. And it's like he's counting the cost. Mm. Right. And he's not. Right able to say to go through with it which mm. i mean i respect i mean right. like because i think there's a lot of christians who don't count that cost and think you right. can serve both of those different opposing worldviews and mm. you just can't and so i thought i think a lot of conversions happen in the discipleship process where the rubber is meeting the road and right. you actually have to say like hey it's gonna get awkward for you at work this is gonna get awkward for you at school and with your friends and with your family mm. you know and it's like are you counting the cost are you following christ are you fearing God or are you fearing man? And like right. these, that's when those things really happen. And that is reveals a living faith. Mm-hmm. That revealed and instead of just an assenting, I like this religious experience I had at church right, when I right. said the prayer, right? I like the good stuff. I like Jesus loves me, right? Yeah. I want the good news without the bad news, right? It's like, well, <laughs> that, the good news isn't good unless it's bad news. Like, well, let me let me ask this because there's a lot of the opposite uh, lately, and we you know we had the debate with. Um, Matthew from the the revoice or not revoice uh, beloved arise uh, and and there's a lot of that kind of idea of well I have faith in Jesus so I I as I am I'm good I don't have to do anything else I don't have to deny myself I don't have to take up my cross I don't have to actually be born again right I'm good how I am it, it used to be like you're saying you would count the cost and be like no nah, I don't actually want any of that and just say like well I'm not a Christian I don't agree with this I don't agree with that now it's the opposite now it's like well, yeah, I'm a Christian. I just don't agree with any of that stuff. Like they want the name, but not the the stuff that comes with it. Where that's where does the, that come from? That that stuff is what makes Christianity Christianity. Right. That's what makes the gospel the gospel is the fact that you are a fallen sinner. If you don't believe that, or or think that uh, or what uh, this immaterial thing called sin is anything even real, then why do you need a savior? What are you talking about? See, You're I'd be curious to ask a, them that too. Pragmatism like, like or something. Forget whatever sin topic specifically, but do you think you're a sinner at all? And I'm I'm curious how they'd answer a question like that. It, okay, and again, what do you mean by sin? Well, I mean right. what the what God calls sin, what the Bible right. calls sin. Well, the Bible is written by man. Okay, there we go. I mean, right. has God spoken or hasn't he? Right. That's a big one right there. You know what I mean? And and that's someone who is is appealing to a different worldview. You're appealing to this worldview of human-centered thinking rather than God exists and he has spoken. Mm. That's my start. I don't start with archaeology, right? Mm. Right, right. I don't start with anthropology or, or what, what man thinks is anthropology. I start with the Bible. I start with God and the Bible. And if you're not willing to start with that presupposition and that worldview, mm. then nothing else is going to be consistent. Right. So it's a package. Again, it's a package deal. It's a package deal. Like. <laughs> 
I mean, and that we want to just like we want this like buffet smorgasbord yes, spirituality right. or Christianity where it's like, well, I'll take you that, but you know, I'll leave that aside, you know. And right. it's it's like, what is sin according to today, twenty twenty one? Right. But what is sin according to ancient Middle East? What's sin? What's sin according to the Bible? Mm-hmm. That's why you have an you have to have an anchor. Something doesn't shift right. in the wind like that. Right. The Bible. God has spoken. God's what God has revealed to us that is a sin. That's that's it, you know. And it's like, okay, we have something solid to to build on here. Hmm. But yeah, that's you can't we can't. It's a package deal. You can't just pick and choose that way. I mean, that is why Christianity's kind of lost any kind of power and culture because we do want to kind of pick and choose and then like preach that gospel to the, to the country and expect something to happen with our our grab bag gospel. It was crazy is that the pagan is not afraid to appeal to his god, right? as the reason and as the answer right right they're not afraid to appeal to their presuppositions it's like well, what is reason okay let me give you a bunch of reasons uh-huh. okay thanks i was like well, you're gonna call them on that you know but if we if they say well how do you know the bible is is, is true well here in this verse oh no, no 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 what are we doing you're allowed to but i'm not right i mean come on and and, and but so what we do is we try to speak like the unbeliever mm. It's like, well, I can't use the Bible because they don't believe the Bible. It's like, right. yeah, because they're not believers. <laughs> but you are. So don't talk like one. Don't talk like an unbeliever. Talk like a believer. You believe the Bible is true. Refer to the Bible for truth. That's it. If I, I mean, if it's just it. Like, I, I know the world is round. And I'm going to talk to a flat earther. And we say, <laughs> well, when you look at the corners of the earth and the dome it's like why are you talking like that mm. you're you're speaking nonsense it's speaking full according to his folly right don't do it i mean what are you doing this is ridiculous you know well i don't want to argue against abortion with the bible because they don't believe the bible so yeah because they don't they're not believers right that's so why they have an abortion. don't diminish your thinking to stupidity to talk to the blind person it's like, well, hang on, I gotta reach this blind person. So I'm gonna cover my eyes. And it's like, what are you doing? You're intentionally covering you, 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 you can see. Why are you covering your eyes to That's have the, empathy with empathy, this unbeliever? Yes. That's the sympathy versus empathy. It comes back to that again. The, the sin of empathy mm-hmm. causes us to compromise the gospel, to right. compromise what we know is true. We're, we're neglecting scripture because they don't believe it. They're blind. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just don't understand. Like it's just don't. It's like we have to not be afraid to talk like believers. We have mm. to not be afraid to say Jesus and the gospel and sin in these things because they're not right. You know they'll 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 talk all day out of both sides of their mouth and right. and spout their nonsense inconsistency all day long and with with boldness. Right. But we have the actual truth and we're afraid. Uh. <laughs> You know, to go back to the sword analogy, Vody Balcom had that that he gave this example of say you have a duel, you challenge someone to a duel, or someone challenges you to a duel, and you accept and you show up and you have your saber, you're ready to go, and you pull your sword out and they walk up to you and say, I don't believe in your sword. You're not gonna spend, you know, the next hour explaining metallurgy and ores and all of that. You're just gonna stab them. That's what you do in a situation like that. But for some reason, we want to like convert them into like, no, look at the sword. It's real. Believe in the sword so that I can use it on you. Yeah. Or they'll pull up their hand and have nothing in it. I'm like, ah. Right. And then we're like, <laughs> what are you, what are you oh. doing? 
What are we doing? It's like, well, I'll, I'll put mine away because they don't have right because they don't have one. I want to make it fair <laughs> by lessening yourself, by lessening right. your worldview. Yeah, don't we? We can't do that. That's that's a huge one, man. Like, and I think that's a, a cause of a lot of problems. Is that mm. Christians aren't talking like Christians? Right. We're not acting like Christians. We're not appealing to Christianity because well, they don't believe it. Well, so right. yeah, I know you're right. <laughs> but the, but if we win them. What you win them with is what you win them to. If we try to diminish it to man-centered philosophy or something, then we mm. won them with man-centered philosophy. Right. Like the William Lane Craig stuff of like, mm. right, it's, right. Reason, it's reasonable to believe. Okay, then you've won them to reason. You've not won them to Christ. You know, and so it's because as soon as they see, see something in the Bible that doesn't comport with human reason, then they're out or they're, they're, they're cast it aside. Who he was debating where the crowd booed something he said and, and he said, I don't know why anybody's, Opposed to what I'm saying, I'm I'm arguing for a generic deity. I'm not arguing for a specific Christian God. Like, what's the problem? Why do you guys not like that? So insane. It's, it's crazy to see. It's so insane. I mean, what would he do in a conversation with like Thomas Jefferson or something? Or, or right. Plato? Or They're Plato. on the same page as you. Right. Yeah. Sure. A God. Whatever that means. Right. You know. And it's like, yeah. If you if you win them with a with a general deity, you've won them to deism. You've not mm -hmm. won them to Christianity. Right, and you've not won them to any real truth, and you've—it's not the gospel. Yes. We don't have a gospel of a generic deity. We have a gospel. Right. Of, we don't have a gospel of theism. Mm. We have a gospel of of God and right. Jesus Christ. Mm. That's what we have. So that's what we should be saying. Anything else is a false god, mm. a false gospel. Well, right. good place to wrap it, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're just fine. Justified by faith alone. And this was interesting too. Like, maybe we should explain to like these five solas. Mm, right. Because uh, right. Lauren asked me to say, like, you know, like, well, is faith alone? Was like, say this alone, that alone, this alone. Sounds like a lot of things. Like, to go. <laughs> 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 you know, it's like, oh, that is true. That me and my friends single handedly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. And I was trying to think of it. I was like, oh, you know, I think it's that they, they answer different things. Like, right. Yes. You know, how, you know, uh, what's the final rule of faith? Scripture. Well, that that's the only sole right. answer right. to that question. And and the other answer is scripture in the church. Okay, no, not scripture in the church. Just sola scriptura. Right. 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 Scripture mm -hmm. alone. And so it's like, okay, how are we justify? By faith alone. By works and faith? No. Faith alone. And this is right. what that means, sola fide, right? And, and you know, God's, you know, grace alone and, and Christ alone. And who, who else can we put, who else can bring salvation? Christ only. Okay, yeah, right. right. You know, is the exclusive is city. You know, you can't you know, come to the Father but through me, right? right? Not all these roads lead to God. Sola Christ. Like that. So these are the things, they're answering different questions. It's, it's the right. one sola answer to different questions. Hmm. But they all do build on each other because that, that is important. Like when you say, well, what, you, how are we saved by faith alone? How do you know that? Well, the scriptures, which are the right. final rule of it. That's how we know that. So uh -huh. they go hand in hand. But yet, right, like you're saying, they do answer and, different questions. And the scripture is all about Christ. Right. Awesome. Right. So, okay. So the Christus, you know. So, yeah, it's and all it, connected. It's, it's so funny to see how quickly you get into the weeds without that kind of stuff. Like I, I again, on TikTok, saw a guy talk about how. I thought I don't TikTok was just like a bunch of kids dancing. And that's stuff, what but. you would think, right? But no, it's like a lot of people having, you know, I bet no Christian can answer this question. And then it's like a basic, like, oh, I've heard this a thousand times, but okay. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, a Catholic guy, a lot of Catholics. And he said, I don't believe the church because of the Bible. I believe the Bible because of the, of the church. 
Right. And it's just so weird to see that backwards, like, oh, well, these people told me it's true, so that's how I know it's true. Right. Like, who who are they? Right. The the authority. According to who? Well, them. Well, it's not considered they're not considered the white question. <laughs> no, they haven't. Right. As a first century Jew, know that Isaiah is scripture. Yeah. So on that topic, uh, I do want to bring this up because we are on TikTok now. Uh, for everybody who has it. And apparently it's very diverse. So I know some of the people who are listening to this do have it, but we're at time and place pod. Um, right now, just podcast clips, some interaction with some other TikTok TikTokers. I don't know what you call them when they're on TikTok. People who are making videos on TikTok, uh, interactions with that, but hopefully more stuff coming out of that. Um, also the email, I want to start putting it up more often. Just time and place pod at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, anything about this or other episodes, uh, which are all up on Spotify now. Shoot them at us, and we'll interact with them. I, I... And, and we try to put this out uh, like every Friday, and uh, sometimes skip a week or something. You know, life happens. Um, but uh, if if you want to be notified when a new episode comes out, I know if you like catch it or like I never know when it's on or try to see it live on Facebook, and it's like I don't know, I want to listen to it later. If you want to be sent the link or sent a new, when a new episode is is uh it's almost like a subscription i guess without having to like log on to something right we'll text it we'll text it to you we'll email it to you whatever you want just to know when a new episode comes up so you can start listening to it or whatever um so yeah just let us know and we'll definitely do that and uh probably be asking you in the future too like hey you want to listen to this when it comes out but yeah we really crave the interactions like it's it's just not as much fun to do without the interaction i mean sometimes i feel like we're just like you're at my house or something. We're just like hanging out. Right. Or like, at the, like we're at the pub just talking. Right. It's like, man, this, I think these conversations might be helpful to other people. Right. Um, they should hear this. Or like, well, you know, we're going to broaden the conversation, not just between yes. me and Julian. Right. But like, ask, comment, ask questions, email us, and like, hey, what about this? Or hey, when you said that, yada, yada, whatever. Right. Uh, so we can start addressing real, like kind of widen the conversation, broaden the conversation, and include everybody. Because uh, there are things we are maybe not considering and stuff, so um, which we want to be open to addressing as well, for sure. Cool. So we're three solos down, two left to go. So uh, which ones we got left? Which ones have we uh, done? We've Fide, done Fide, Christus, and Scriptura. So we have uh, Deo Gloria for the glory of God alone, which. I had two hours on that one. <laughs> to the idea of the glory of God alone. Chief end of man. Right. right. <laughs> Oof. And gratia. Right. And gratia. Yeah. Grace alone. Which, grace alone. I mean, kind of goes hand in hand with faith alone. It's like, well, what do you mean grace alone? Again. But how how is one justified? By faith alone, through grace alone. Yeah. That one really points to human sin. And, like, it's that gratitude. It's that heart, the heart of gratitude. And that, that's right, a huge right. one. Because that plays into that cultivating the heart of gratitude. And that being the root of all sin is ingratitude mm-hmm. um, and not knowing who you are mm-hmm. and what you deserve and what you've been blessed with. We were, uh, I was talking to my pastor this week, kind of in on this, but just something that I hadn't considered. And I, I think it's kind of interesting and also obvious. Uh, you know, when we talk about all men being dead in Adam and original sin and inheriting that, there's, there's always, like you said, ingratitude. There's this idea of like, that's not fair. Why am I, you know, in sin because of Adam's sin? And we were talking about the concept of federal headship and that idea that if Adam is a representative of human beings, the implication is that any of us in the same position would have done the same thing. 
that we're not yeah. special. It's not like he messed up. Like you would have also messed up. Right. Right. And that, that's what something that I grew up hearing people say is, uh, you know, somebody would say like, Adam messed it up for all of us, <laughs> you know, and then the response would be, you know, so would you, you yeah, know, right. but yeah, but I would have, you know, that's why we're sinners by nature and by choice. Right. Too. Yes. Right. We're just as human as, as, as Adam was. So, mm. yeah, and we would have done the same thing and in fact, do the same thing every day. Right. Uh, every single day. <laughs> you say the same thing he does he did and eve so it's like yeah i look at my track record probably the same thing <laughs> <laughs> if not worse yeah because i just did it five minutes ago yeah <laughs> <laughs> <I mean. laughs> yeah all right so yeah hit us up on the email hit us up on the tiktok uh again we're on youtube instagram facebook everywhere you can be we're at uh, podcasts are on all major services apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher i believe anchor fm uh so yeah Check us out where you can like, share, let other people know uh, your unbelieving friends too. We're happy to talk to you and interact with unbelievers. So please, that's the point. I mean, we're just talking to believers. I don't want to do this anymore. So <laughs> let's keep the conversation going until next week. This has been the time and the place. I'm Julian. This is Solomon. We'll see you guys. Bye.